Hello, you're listening to Baking to the Bee Movies with Ashley and Steph, broadcasting from the woods of Western Massachusetts, here to talk about the beautiful, the gory, the nonsensical, and of course, mostly bad horror filmmaking that we all know and love. In conjunction with creating recipes inspired by these beautiful abominations, you can follow us on Instagram at Baking to the Bee Movies and on Twitter at Baking to Bee Movies. Here is your spoiler warning and foul language warning, so listener discretion is advised. You can catch us wherever you get your podcasts and make sure that you hit that subscribe button. Now onward to good food, good friends, and movies so bad we literally cannot stop talking about them. Welcome back to Baking to the Bee Movies. My name is Ashley. <laughs> My name is Steph. <laughs> hey, Steph. Hey, Ash. What's going on? Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm just going to go through my usual spiel that I do at the beginning of every episode. Um, make sure to subscribe to us, guys. <laughs> <laughs> just going to dive right into it. Yeah, why I guess Because I, I, I want to talk about this movie. I have a lot of feelings. We're going to get into it. But we have to do our, our usual stuff. So, yeah, go on. Yeah, be sure to subscribe to us. We are available wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram. We are at Baking to the Bee Movies. We're on Twitter at Baking to Bee Movies. To hell with Facebook. Yeah, nobody has Facebook. No <laughs> one should be using Facebook except your crazy aunt and your like grand parents like that's it <laughs> and the only time your grandparents use it is when they're going to comment on a picture of you like you're going to read it like, right you're like why don't you call me you look great in this photo i poked you two months ago and you never poked me back <laughs> Steve, <What>? your grandma <laughs> um so yeah my name my name is ashley i'm joined as always with my good friend steph um we uh man before we get into this, I know we have to cover the usual things, like we have to talk about the recipe from from the last, right. from the last movie. But I, Steph, I have a question for you, and it's Shoot. a sincere and genuine question. This is one of those things that, like, I've just been thinking about since I watched this. When is M Night Shyamalan going to answer for his crimes? <laughs> when is it? Go- how how much? How much do we have to put up with before someone holds him accountable you for know, his crimes? You know what the messed up part is? Is that every so often, you'll get a good movie from him. You'll get a good one. Like and from start to end. Yeah. Everything in the middle between those, like in the six years between those decent movies. Is garbage. Is garbage. Is garbage. And I mean, by now, anyone who's listening to this is probably like, oh, no, I know where this is going. We'll, we'll get into it because I have a lot of, I, I watched this movie I was irate for a good 45 minutes <laughs> Yeah, at, while that like really cheery like end music was playing over the final credits. Um, mm-hmm. I almost texted you to just be like, this man, this man is like a war criminal. Like he's like, he's like <laughs> committing war crimes against cinema. Um, but we'll get into it. But before we talk about our movie today, let's backtrack a little and talk about the recipe from our season two premiere. Our season two premiere, of course, was Return to Sleepaway Camp. Super fun movie. Loved it. And I had made macaroni salad because camp and like cookout and barbecue. And yeah. I, just, I didn't want to do another s'mores thing. It just seemed right. redundant. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the macaroni salad? Sir? I liked it. Yeah? Yeah. I could have used a little more, more salt. <laughs> I, I, I feel like everything I cook could use a little bit more salt. But. You know what the sad thing is? I think that's about my cooking too. Really? I'm like, nope, not enough salt. I don't 
know because like I eat your food and like, you <laughs> you literally you put you put a plate down in front of me you turn around to get something to drink you turn back around it's gone it's gone, it's gone. <laughs> yeah like I just like you're the real illusionist here you know how we were talking about in the last episode how Felissa Rose can like unhinge her jaw yeah. that's what I do when I eat I just like I unhinge my jaw right like I don't in. eat like a pig I eat more like a duck I did yeah <laughs> I just like it's like I, I'm not gonna do the noise but like you just you put it in your gullet and you just blah 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're you're absolutely right i mean i and and i take that as a compliment that's pretty good yeah. i appreciate that your food's amazing but i'm so <laughs> glad that you liked it because i was like did i use i mean too yeah much I, I love mac salad yeah i love carbs then I, so oh, are you like are you ever carbs. are you opposed to like spicy things because no next, okay so like the next time i make it i'll put some cayenne and some like chili powder yeah no yeah. um like andy loves Love spice. Yeah, like he makes his own hot sauce every year. I've had you guys' hot sauce, and it's fantastic. It's pretty it's good. Really good. Yeah, yeah. like really, a lot really of love good. goes into the hot sauce. Oh man, we'll have to put a recipe up for that at some point. We'll find we'll find a movie about like a, a killer volcano or something. Was, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's I'm sure there's one like, in the in the there? universe somewhere. I, there's got to be season three. We'll figure it out for season three. <laughs> volcano. Um, but damn, as as I'm as make thrilled that. as I am, as thrilled as I am that you love the macaroni salad. Today's recipe, you went all out. Yeah, this, this I did. This was this was an event. This was this, not a meal. This was an event. This was like a literal event. Like we're having people over yeah. for this. Yeah, and it's part like it's well we'll tell we'll talk about what it is after but like it's part like social gathering part baking to the b movies publicity event <laughs> so, yeah right i, I should say. have had a banner up yeah we should oh yeah we should <laughs> maybe next time yeah next time for sure we'll get like a banner made up and just like put it over the the driveway so when people pull it <laughs> yeah I'll have it like on my clothesline outside so you can see it right from the driveway. Yes. And the reason that we chose, well, you chose this recipe because this was really all you. Like I, mm. I just kind of stand back and let you do your thing yeah. um, when, you, when you do stuff like this. Um, we chose this episode, I mean this, I'm sorry, this recipe for this episode because this movie takes place on a beach. Yep. It's a whole movie on a beach. There are some other yep. scenes, but it's predominantly on a beach. 95% of it's the beach. Um, we are not good to be confused with the movie we're the diving into do you want to tell the audience what movie we're doing today? yeah well we are you already spoiled it by talking about Shyamalan <laughs> uh if I'm saying his, I've never been able Shyamalan to say, is it Shyamalan it's M. Night Shyamalan okay I've never been able to say his name right <laughs> um anyways old old which is actually his latest movie 2021 it came out yep um I do want to just kind of interject real quick i know we do a lot of b movies like we we talk about movies that have like low budgets low quality but every once in a while we like to kind of pepper in a movie that had like a crazy budget like we did texas chainsaw 3d last season that budget was outrageous and that movie looks like it was shot on a phone how much was was that one about 20 million i think or 15 million i thought it was 48 or something like that that was like no that was um the last one there with the sausage Oh, nothing uh, but trouble. That oh, was about a trouble. forty. That was a forty Sorry. million dollar movie. I just automatically trauma block that movie. Whatever. <laughs> right. My brain's just like, nope, we don't remember that. <laughs> this movie actually was made for eighteen. Eighteen million. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Because it looks like it was made for eighteen dollars. <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna hate on it from start to finish because there actually were there were some things I liked about it. With every so. With every M. Night Shyamalan movie, to say that every movie that he does is garbage... It's is, not. It's, it's not. not. There are some cool aspects to every movie. Like, 
you know, I, there there have been movies that he's done where I'm just like, why did I come see this in a theater? Why it's did because, I? Because like the in the beginning, like he was so intriguing as a director, but then and just, writer. But then it just became about like, how am I gonna like, oh, gotcha at the end? And that's it. It's all about the twist, and that's his shtick now. Is yeah. like, oh, how am I gonna get? How am I gonna get him? How am I gonna like twist this one and and catch him off guard? Like his whole thing is the twist. Yeah. Um, and sometimes the twist works, and other times it does not. Most of the time, there are aspects of this movie that I like but mm. overall I was left feeling like just like really like I mean we'll get we'll get into it but I, like when it ended I was like come on man like again again you got me you got how many times am I how many times are you gonna punch me in the face before I walk away from this and say like you know what I mean it's I don't know I don't know but let's talk about the cast of the movie old because it actually has some pretty a pretty impressive lineup. Things that have been in other movies that, you know, people that have been in other movies that I've really enjoyed. Um, right. There's Gail Garcia Bernal, who's been in like everything. Yeah, um, he is a primarily, well, in the beginning anyway, he was primarily um, in like uh, Spanish. So. Yeah, Spanish speaking films. He's Mexican. And, and he's very handsome. That's he is like, very a, he's very, he's a very handsome man. Yeah. Um, we have Rufus Sewell, I think is how you say it. Sewell, Sewell. Sewell, I don't know. Um, who played, <laughs> who played Jasper in, I mean, he's been in so many different things, but I know him, like when he popped up on screen, I was like, oh my God, it's Jasper from The from Holiday, the holiday yeah. starring Kate Winslet, Cameron Diaz, Jude Law, and Jack Black and Jack in one Black. of his best roles Hands ever. Down. Jack Black Hands is so down. underrated in that movie. He's, yeah. he's like my dream man in that movie. Like, he's funny. <laughs> he's charming. He plays a musical instrument. You know how I am about band dudes. Like, that's my thing. Um, he's so great in that. Uh, mm -hmm. We have Thomason Harcourt McKenzie, um, best known as her role in Jojo Rabbit, which I, <laughs> that movie's sweet. It's sad, but it's sweet. Um, Vicky Kripes? Creeps? Be weird if your last name was Kripes. Kripes? I don't know. Uh, Alex Sh Wolf. Yeah. Um, Alex Wolf. Anybody else of note? Um, I would like to know Abby Lee. Oh, Abby Lee. Okay. Yeah. She was primarily like did modeling and stuff, but. Um, oh, she was great in this. She was, but have you ever seen Lovecraft Country? Is it's she on, in that? She, uh, she's the uh, like the main evil bitch. Really? Yeah, and I didn't know it because like the roles, this role and that role are complete polar opposites. Yeah. And I loved her in Lovecraft Country. I loved her in this. <laughs> I she like was pretty good in this. Too, so yeah. I'll have to check that out because it it's on HBO Max. Okay. Yeah. It, so if she's like, I mean, she's like, I was a hundred percent ready to join her cult. From Lovecraft Country. <laughs> well, the thing. The also, thing, I love Lovecraftian stuff, but when, when I was hundred percent. Yep, I'm on team this bitch. <laughs> team this bitch. When you hear that somebody was like a supermodel and they go into acting, there's always that kind of like, uh oh, oh no. Yeah, like, you is, never know, she, really know what you're gonna get. Like she was really good in this. Like she was one of. I mean, she had the best death too. Her her death was yeah. fantastic. Um, yeah. Spoiler alert! But um, well, everybody in this. But everybody knows we spoil these. But yeah, I, I feel like this cast was really great. But it's just the material that they were given was not good. Um, well, that's just it. Like, well, I was actually talking to Andy about him, like, because he didn't know, because he, like, oh, that was, Chris I think it was Christine Braith Braithwright. I don't know. I think that was her character's name. Just going from memory in Lovecraft Country. And I'm talking to Andy, and I'm like, hey, this woman is that woman. He's like, what? Like, he didn't even know. Yeah, like, like, he really? didn't even, rec yeah. you know, recall that. And, um, it just goes to show that how much or how important 
writing and directing is for actors. Yeah. Like actors, are, you know, they obviously have their craft, but they need direction, direction and writing is so important. Yeah. You know, whereas didn't really have much to work with on you this can't script. Give, you can't give Daniel Day-Lewis like a garbage script a garbage script and as good as he is expect him to like make gold out of it exactly like, he, he is considered one of the greatest a- Meryl Streep you can't hand Meryl Streep a garbage script and expect her to turn it into gold like yeah. you need good writing you need good direction you yeah. need uh, you need a plot that follows through yeah which this does not like the characters have to be believable yes these characters were not believable At and all. I don't even think it has anything to do with them no the like actors, Rufus Sewell's an incredible actor The yeah and and he was one of the best characters in this as well. So and like every every character in this movie, not character, every actor and actress in this movie, if you watch them in other things, they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. They are fantastic. And then you watch them in this and you're just like, what? It looks like, like I know they can act. It has nothing to do with it. It just their looks like a student film that like some college kid threw together and like mm. maybe got stoned before they wrote the ending and they're like, Okay, let's just, it. Let's just do this and like that'll make sense. Yeah. Great. And <laughs> yeah. action and like but we're gonna get into it. We're gonna dive into this plot or lack thereof. Um so yeah, uh the movie is called Old. It takes predominant. It takes place predominantly on a beach. Um, yeah, that's one thing Shyamalan likes to do is just have one set. One one set. You know. Well, in the visit, it's the grandparents' house, and that's it. I actually liked the visit. I liked the visit. I saw that it in actually. Theaters. That did throw me for a loop. Yeah, I was like, whoa. Yeah. Okay. That reveal at the end, I was yeah. like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like that. I'm not gonna spoil that one. If you haven't seen the visit by Shyamalan, watch that movie. And that movie is so, crazy. It's so funny because, like, I remember <laughs> seeing the visit in theaters. I don't think there's really anything else playing that weekend, and we all kind know. of collectively decided, let's just go see this. It's an M Night Shyamalan movie. It's gonna be hit or miss. Right. Up until that point, he had had a couple of like dumpster fire movies that were just not good. So I wasn't. Lady I wasn't really. Water. Yeah. My expectations. <laughs> My expectations were very low. And when I went into the visit, I came out and I was like, oh, he like he got that spark back. Yes. Right. Yeah. He got it back. Right. Good. Or like after the fact, uh, split. And then glass. Yes. Yes. Like that's what it is. Like he comes out with this really great movie and then it's trash. Yeah. And then you're like, I give up. Yeah. And then he comes out with this really great movie. And then it's garbage. And then it, it, well, and then it's garbage again. So he yeah. just keeps sucking you in. Yeah. Keep watching his movies. I wish I knew how to quit you, M. Night Shyamalan. Right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so this movie starts, um, it's, I, I don't, it doesn't really specify where this, like, paradise tropical location is located. It's, it's somewhere outside of the United States because all of these people required passports to get there because they yeah some tropical island yeah it's some tropical but island they don't outside of the United what States the island is um but we meet we meet Guy who is played by Gail Garcia Bernal um and we meet his uh his wife uh played by Vicky Creeps Cripes um and Whatever. we meet uh and uh, she has an interesting name I can't recall her name Prisca Pr- Prissa Prisca, I think, is Prista. how they um, pronounced it. And their two children, uh, Trent and Maddox. Yep. Um, and the four of them are on this tropical vacation. They're on their way to some resort. They're, you know, the movie starts with them kind of going there um, in this in this van. And yep. they're being shuttled to the resort. They're being shuttled to the resort. Um, 
And you can tell that like something is off kind of right away between between Guy and his wife. There's, yeah. Uh, there's a, there's a, like an unknown tension between them and it's not necessarily a good thing. Yeah. Um, and she's talking about like, can you believe, can you believe I found I, this place online? Yeah. Girl, it's Girl. 2021. Yeah. <laughs> you can find everything online. Yeah. You might have to go to the depths of the dark web to find you know a copy of return to sleepaway camp <laughs> but you can find it oh it's there it's there you just you just gotta you have like you, that's a dumb line i'm sorry Prisca, to, that is a dumb line you have to go to like a speakeasy and like give them a password you right have to, like you know you have to like tap on the wall a certain amount like, of times but you know try to go through all these catacombs to get to give them a kidney but you'll get it <laughs> right? um but one of the things that one of the things that m night Shyamalan does too is sometimes his foreshadowing is very subtle like he'll and then he'll sometimes fore- it's obvious and then sometimes it's blatantly <laughs> obvious of like where it's going so like the two kids are in the back seat and the little girl maddox is singing yep and is it prista Prisca. Prisca. I, I P-R-I-S-C-A. C- okay, so Prisca. Um, and Prisca remarks, she's like, you know, you have a beautiful singing voice. I, I can't, can't wait, wait to, to I can't wait you. to hear it when it when you're, when you're older. older. And it's like, well, yeah. there okay. There's, yep. there's the whole thing. Yep. <laughs> what, foreshadowing. What's that? Um, <sighs> so they they get to this resort. They're greeted. They're greeted. By, yeah, they're greeted by, by like the manager and like his crew of cronies there's a ton or, of people there and yeah. and they have drinks ready for them yes. specifically made drinks yes that spe- they wanted yeah that they like requested or yeah. like said that they liked so yeah. the adults get this drink the kids get like a, obviously a non-alcoholic yeah drink. so they go over to the soda bars yeah crap. and yeah. while they're at the soda bar trent needs trent meets a little boy there um who's, i think his name was idlib yeah and and his uncle is was the main person who greeted them upon their arrival yes his uncle owns this resort yep so this kid apparently just lives there with his uncle yep. and he befriends trent yep and um we, uh, you know, we kind of get a glimpse. Like, the resort is stunning. It's breathtaking. Beautiful. And it's like, okay, like, I would be, I'd be into that. Like, who wouldn't be into who that? Who wouldn't be? Yeah. Unless you absolutely are, like, opposed to the beach and the ocean. Like, this is <laughs> Yeah, unless perfect. you're a awful, awful person. <laughs> <laughs> unless you're landlocked somewhere and they're just, like, <laughs> yeah. bitter and angry. Um so, you know, the kids, they, 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 the kids befriend each other. They're kind of, and, and we see some other people kind of, like, around the resort, um, but like the kids go into the into the room, which is also just breathtaking. Um, and then immediately like that night, uh, Prisca and Guy have an argument. Yeah. And it's sort of revealed that like there's something wrong. There's something wrong with her health. Something. Yeah. Has, she's something... got some sort of health issue. Yes. We don't really know what, but she's got something wrong with her. Yeah. Um, it's not specified until later on in the movie. Right. So they, they're having like now bear in mind. And this is something that kind of bothered me, too, is um. Those walls are paper thin, and they are just like shouting at each other with their with their kids in the next room. I think the door was open too. Yeah, it's like you don't think your kids are going to hear this argument. Like right? this is why this is why therapists will always be needed. Like therapists are never going to be like that's never going to be a, if you if you're looking for a career path. If you're like in high school right now and you're like I don't know what I want to do with my life, pick up a trade or go be a therapist because everybody needs those things all the time. Um, that's true. So they're having like a full blown argument. In this in this room, and then we cut to the uh, the next morning when they're at breakfast, um, and the 
a guy who runs the resort, this little boy's uncle, the, the friend, the guy that the kid that Trent befriends, mm-hmm. um, you know, he comes over to see how they're doing, how their morning's going or whatever. And they're talking about their plans for the day. And he suggests this private beach. Yeah. That they should go check. Yeah. Out. That's really, it's very like, exclusive. Very like beautiful secluded beach yeah it's like surrounded by these rocks you know we have a shuttle that'll take you there it'll pick you up like go for it and then this woman seating seated you know behind them at another table has a grand mal seizure just like out of the blue just like collapses and has a seizure which like that that scares the shit out of me like that kind of stuff scares like anything with like a seizure just scares the shit out of me and knowing like what the actor is putting themselves through to like make it realistic, I'm like, damn, man! All the Oscars, she, all the Oscars. Like, <laughs> she actually made me laugh quite a bit. Not, not, not during. <laughs> I was not like, during, during the seizure. <laughs> no, 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 not during that part. But, um, oh, later. but later, I'll, I'll yeah. we'll, when yeah, we get, we'll get into, into more of the plot there. I'll, um, I'll tell you. <laughs> and I laughed a so lot at her character before. Before they go to this beach, they're actually like on the beach by the resort, just kind of hanging out. And again, Guy and Prisca have like this this tension between them. Something is not right between them. And Trent and his friend are running around introducing themselves to yeah, like everyone. And, yeah. And like one of his things was that like, hey, what's your my name is this. This is so and so. What's your name and what's your occupation? Which is super cute. Yeah. It's like such a weird And all quirky. the and all the people that they were asking to asking. They were totally um normal compliant. Yeah. You know, they're like, Nobody. well well, good morning, Trent. My name is so and so and I am blank. Yeah. You know, super cute. And when him and what's the little boy's name? Idlib. Idlib? Yeah. Um, when they're talking and Idlib's talking about how he doesn't have any friends. Yeah. And Trent is like, Trent's like, I'm your friend. But then he says that line. He's what does he say? He's like, We'll go he's like, We'll we'll go to college together yeah. and we'll be neighbors and have mortgages. I'm like, That's so, <laughs> yeah, it was it's so bleak, cute. but so it cute. Was so cute. <laughs> like, like and then we'll have mortgages cute. next to each other. Like and that's the thing is like Aww, M. Night Shyamalan casts children in his movies that are always just so adorable. Yeah, like, he's, they're like he's, so cute. Yeah. And like the he's kids good that at he that. Picked, yeah, the kids that he picked for this are just so, so cute. Yeah. Um, while I, and I do apologize, I need to backtrack. While this woman uh, earlier on, who the one who had the seizure, is like convulsing on the floor, she is aided by um, uh, Charles, who's a doctor, also yep. on the uh, also on the island with um, his. I think it's his girlfriend or his wife. I think I think they were married. Um, I think and his mother. Yes, and his mother. And 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 their daughter they and their daughter. they have a little girl yeah, yeah. um who's who's fairly close to Trent's age I think I think they're about the same age yeah roughly probably. um and Charles's wife tells the like waiter who's you know showing her the menu she specifies that she has a calcium deficiency yeah so she's like, like is it actually calcemia or something yeah and she's asking like if this calcium fortified drink actually has calcium yeah in it. it has like a bunch of calcium in it yeah and and. You know, so so just to we have Prisca who has an unknown health condition that's been referenced. We have this woman who just had a seizure on the ground, and we have Charles' wife who has a calcium deficiency. Yeah. So there's kind of a theme going here with these different things. With yeah, different medical ailments and whatnot. Yeah, different medical conditions. A lot of people on this on this resort seem to have some kind of medical condition. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, Prisca and Guy and the kids ultimately agree to take the shuttle to this this, this uh, beach. This beach. Yeah, this they take him beach. up on his offer. Yes. Um, and when they get in the shuttle, they are joined by Charles, 
his wife, their daughter, and Charles' mother, who has a little dog. Crystal. Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think it's Crystal. I'm pretty sure it's like the champagne. <laughs> um, and they are, they're also going to this private beach. They're like they've been told about this private beach as well. Yep. Um, so they uh, they get there. They get to this private beach, and the driver of the shuttle is M Night Shyamalan because of, of course, course he's got to be in every movie. He's, he's got to make an which appearance drives in every me movie. Crazy. Yeah. Every time I just want to punch him in the face every time he shows <laughs> right? up. Right. But he uh, he's the driver of the shuttle, and he basically like. You know, he opens the gate, tells them where to go, hands them like a crate of food, and a they're like a lot of food, a lot of food, and, and even like, even like uh, guy there was a guy. I think guy, it was guy said it. He's like, this it. is a lot of food. This for is her. a lot of food. And then the driver, Shaman, is like, oh well, you know, you have kids, girl, kids, kids, kids like, eat a lot. Mm, yeah, no, nope. like how long are we going to be on this beach? Right. Oh, oh, we'll find out. We'll find out how long we're <laughs> on the beach. Um. And he refuses to help them down to the beach. Yeah, he doesn't walk in there. He doesn't. Yeah, he's like, nope. You guys go ahead. Like, and and they're like, we got like an elderly woman and like babies. Like, can mm-hmm. you? And he's like, no, it's just down there. Have fun through the rocks. See you later. Yeah, just go through the cave. Be here at five. Um, All right. Pick you up at five, and he takes off, and they make their way onto the beach, and um, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's stunning. Yeah, um, uh, there was somebody else already on this beach. Yes. That they see. And he's just, you know, off in the distance. And, you know, one of the kids notice him, I think. Yeah. Well, I think it's Maddox realizes who he is. He's yeah, a he's famous. A yeah. He's a famous rapper. Mm-hmm. And he's by himself on this beach. And he's just kind of chilling out in the shade, looking out at the ocean. And his name is Midsize Sedan. <laughs> And he, and they and and it's and I they reveal what his actual name is after, but that is his rapper name. I would assume it's so funny. Like a stage name. It's so funny. Like when Maddox sees him and she gets like all excited because mm-hmm. apparently like in it's this like oh my god, it's mid sized. It's mid sized. And I just started laughing. Yeah, I'm like what? I'm like, did M Night Shyamalan write this dialogue? I'm assuming he did. Oh yeah, it, director, writer, and producer. Oh god, of course, of course he did. Um, <laughs> so, so um. Midsize Sedan is on this beach. Um, and he had been shown, like, very first thing in the movie, he's, like, on the beach with this, like, attractive blonde who's, like, swimming in the ocean. Yeah, like, we assume that, you know, she's his girlfriend or something. Yeah, girlfriend or partner or whatever. Yeah, whatever and, you want to call it. So, so they've been there since, like, the previous night. Um, and um, so, like, everybody's, like, laid out on the beach. Uh, and it's revealed that Prisca and Guy are actually getting divorced. Yep. And this is like their final, they want to take their they kids on They wanted to one. do a final like family vacation type of thing before they split or whatever. Which, like, come on. Like, really, you're going to you're gonna like bring your kids for like a beautiful tropical vacation, get their get their dopamine like as high as it'll go, and then be like, by the way, like we're See splitting ya. up. See ya. <laughs> See you on the holidays. Like, right. <laughs> like, it just seems like such a terrible idea. Um it's it's should be noted like and and this is also something that it's either hit or miss with M Night Shyamalan movies but like the dialogue in this movie is so weird like the way that they talk to each other and interact is, it is like, so really... common in every one of his movies yeah like they literally have to say certain things over and over and over again yeah it's you know just, and they're always like oh unnatural. well I'm this well I do this you know like yeah it's, it's very it's extremely it's very... unnatural. People do not talk that yeah. way. And so the kids are the kids are playing on the beach and right away they're talking about how hungry they are. Like they need to eat something. They're hungry. 
Um, so they're, you know, they're eating, they're playing, they're like swimming in the water. And Trent like goes into like this little cove part. Yeah. And he's just kind of hanging out in the water. And he's and you see something kind of floating up behind him. Mm-hmm. And it's a body. Yeah. And it's the blonde chick that midsize sedan was there. With. Yeah. With. And she's dead. Like, it's not just she's, like she's doing she's, laps. Like, she just floats up. Her corpse floats up. Yep. And everybody freaks out. Oh, yeah. And midsize sedan is like very quick to be like, I had nothing to do with it. Um, you know, it. I like, I don't know what happened to her. Like, she was out there swimming like a normal, like, like an Olympic swimmer. Um, yeah. And then that and then that was it. And then I lost sight of her. And uh, now here yeah. she is and she's dead. So automatically everybody is on edge. They're like highly suspicious. Um, around this time, we get two more characters that come onto the beach because um, they're talking about like, OK, like, well, we'll go back up to where we came. We'll go through the cave that we just came through to get where the shuttle dropped us off. And because we don't have cell reception down here. Right. And we will we'll get some help. And as they're like preparing this action plan, uh, is it Patricia yes. is the woman who had the seizure? Yes. Patricia she, and Jaron. Jaron. They husband. show up. They're a couple. Yeah. And they they have now been dropped off as at, by the shuttle as well. Um, and they're just like, oh, the shuttle just left. Like there's no like it just dropped us off. Like we missed the first one. It just dropped us off in this in the second one and they just turned like he didn't come down here with us he just left some night right. on just like dropping people off <laughs> yeah off. um they see the body everybody's like the fuck is this like, yeah like what the hell is going on yeah um and I then mean, and like almost immediately charles like like suspect, suspicious he gets like suspicious, suspicious of, of uh, mid-sized sedan of the rapper there yeah, yeah. And, and which it's like uh, stop being racist yeah like super racist like he's <laughs> racial being very profiling sus- yeah he's being like very suspicious of him um mid-sized sedan keeps getting nosebleeds yeah like that he keeps he keeps getting these nosebleeds that he can't really like explain Control or explain um yeah. and charles mother starts having chest pains and she yes. like she's having a hard time catching her breath and everyone just kind of assumes it's the shock of the situation yeah but while this is happening the kids are getting bigger. Yeah, like um, they were complaining about their bathing suits, and Being then the tight. mother there, Prisca, notices. She's like, "Like they're too tight. Like that's weird." Like, yeah. Okay. But doesn't really think anything getting, of it. The kids are getting bigger. Charles' mother is having problems breathing. Mm-hmm. She ultimately just stops breathing. She just like that's she it. She dies. collapses. She, she just, just dies. Dying. Yeah. Um. And while all this is happening, uh. I think Charles goes to get off the beach. He's, he, like, runs to get help. He's a doctor. He's established himself as a doctor. Jaron is, like, a, a nurse's He's assistant a nurse. or something. Yeah. And Charles takes off to, like, go get help. Right, back through the cave. And while he's in the cave, like, he just suddenly gets this, like, weird, like, vertigo sensation. And he collapses. And he wakes up back on the beach. Um, and everyone's like, you came out and you collapsed. Like, what happened? And yeah. he's, he's explaining like it felt like he was like underwater and just couldn't. Yeah. He was very like disoriented. Yeah. Um, so at some point, I believe Guy and Midsize Sedan also try to get off the beach and the same thing happens. They yep. just like collapse and they wake up back on the beach and everyone's like, yeah, you just like passed out. You yeah. They're just blacking collapse. out and ending it back up on the beach. The kids are getting bigger. Like they're still getting bigger. They're like, getting noticeably bigger. Yes. Um, and. People are starting to uh, like now bear in mind, all these people have health issues. Yes. 
So their health issues that were like either dormant or not as severe are suddenly getting worse. Um, except for one. Except for one. Pr- Priscilla. Uh, not Priscilla, I'm Prisca. sorry. Uh, no, not Prisca. Um, Patri- so many Ps. <laughs> Patricia. Oh, Patricia. She stops having seizures. She stopped having seizures. There's no seizure. At least right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so one of the one of the cool shots, and, and M. Night Shyamalan occasionally does it in his movies that I actually like, is he'll do like the, the long like wraparound shots. Mm. I love those. Yeah, those are nice. Um, so like... You know, while everyone's trying to figure this out, like the kids are getting bigger. Charles' mother just died. Um, Mid-sized sedan goes back to his like girlfriend or whatever. And she is like fully decomposed. Yeah, they had a uh, a sheet or a blanket over the body. Yes. And then he moves it. And she's a skeleton. She's literally a skeleton. She's completely decomposed. And of course, Prisca, who has to announce that she works in the museum and like handles this kind of thing. Like she handles. Yeah, she's a curator of museum. And, you know, talks about some of their excavations and basically the timeline as to how far or how long it takes for an actual something to decompose decompose. is like much, much longer. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's not going to be 20 minutes. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, it's, it it takes a while. And this body is now a skeleton where at the beginning of this whole debacle, it's like just a corpse. It's just a corpse with skin and hair and And they're trying to figure out what the hell is going on. And they have this like wraparound scene where they realize we, not everyone, but like, you know, each person in each party has like a pre-existing health condition. Yeah. At least one person from each party. Yes. And so Patricia's like, I, I have epilepsy. And it cuts to like Charles and his wife. And they're introdu- they're basically all just kind of introducing each other, yeah. like introducing themselves to each other because like they're in this like high stress situation. And Patricia's a therapist. So she yes. recommends it. She's like, well, okay, yeah. let's just like talk this out because something's something is something clearly is going weird, on. weird, so we got to talk it out. So Charles' wife introduces them and he's very hesitant for her to say anything else. Like he does not want her to say anything yeah, else. So she doesn't. To, yeah. Um, but she does say like she has like a calcium deficiency. Yep. It cuts to Prisca and Guy, and like it, it's one continuous shot. It was kind of cool. And Prisca yep. says, "I have a, I have a stomach tumor." And right. the kids didn't know this, and they're like, "No, oh? they didn't." Yeah. And she's like, "It's benign." Right. And it like loops, but then she's like having a moment where she's like, "I don't really feel that great." And like as it loops around, it cuts the other people who are asking her if she's okay. And when it comes back around to her, she's got like a lump. Yeah, it's growing. And it's and rapidly. every every time it loops back around, that lump is bigger. Yeah. And which I was like, there's there's a scene kind of unrelated, but it's one of my favorite scenes in um I think it's like the haunting of Bly Manor on Netflix. So good. That's so great. But that scene where they all um uh the the daughter, I, I forget her name, she is she's dead and the other the other sister is like a she runs a funeral parlor so they're doing the funeral at her oh, funeral the haunting parlor. of hill house yeah that's, that's i'm sorry one. not bly manor yes haunt, blind, haunting yeah. of hill house and um they all all the siblings meet in the funeral parlor and yeah. they do kind of the same thing with that wraparound shot yeah. where the dad walks in and it what cuts around to all his living kids and they're all adults and it cuts back and you see the casket and it cuts back to the dad and he's like it's so good to be with all of you again and it cuts back and they're little like they're little kids and then like it cuts back and they're still little kids but like one of the times it cuts back they're full grown again i love that kind of shit i think that's so creative it is very and creative. he does it's it in this cool. which i actually genuinely liked when the every time it loops to her like the tumor's getting bigger yeah and she ends up collapsing yes and they jump the uh jaron and charles jump into like 
doctor to remove yeah, yeah doctor like we gotta like try to remove like we have to remove it otherwise she will die yeah like it's 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 a tumor it's getting bigger like so charles while he's going to do this surgical procedure kind of goes off track he starts talking about like marlon brando movies <laughs> and guy is like the fuck <laughs> like, yeah like wife. what's the matter with you and he's asking his he's asking crystal you know is he all right and she's like yeah but she seems like very hesitant she's trying to get him to focus and Jaren and Charles end up doing this, like, surgery. But when they go to do the incision, it heals, like, almost Instantly. immediately. Yeah. Which is something that happened earlier in the movie. Charles, like, slices mid-sized Sedan's face with a knife and it heals. And it heals immediately. Like, immediately. Because, you know, he was getting, obviously, suspicious of mid-sized Sedan there. And so he's got a knife and there's clearly something wrong with Charles. Yeah. We're not quite sure what, but he's... There's something going on. There's there. something going on. So the same thing happens when they're trying to do this surgery is like they cut her open and it heals like almost immediately. So they can't get the tumor out. So yeah. They, so they have to basically like, OK, cut her and stick your hand in there. Like to, to keep, keep the it from incision closing. open. Yeah. Yeah. And they end up removing it and it's gross. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a tumor. It's gross. But they did get it out and then she healed back up immediately. And she was fine. And she was fine. She was totally fine. Um, and after this happens... Somehow they they figure out what's going on, like they yeah. they do the like, the power of deduction and terrible writing. They figure out <laughs> like oh like time is different on this beach and we can't leave. Yeah, and like our kids are getting older. Like, yeah, and what I love about it is because it it's not it's like. They realize, like, oh, time's different on this beach. But it's not just, like, wow, time's different. Like, everybody's, like, rapidly aging on this beach. It's, okay, so it's every 30 minutes we're aging this amount of time. It's, like, how the fuck? Yeah, like, they deduce that every 30 minutes basically equals a year. Yeah. And. So within a 24-hour period, you would age 50 years. Yeah. In one day. Yeah. And I, I love, I just love how they figured it out. It's, like, you've all been here for an hour. And you, fig- and you figured <laughs> right? that out. You figured that out right, right away. I I would still be losing my shit. I would be I would be like beside myself, being like, "Oh shit, this like, is not okay. This is not okay. I'm gonna go drown myself in the sea because right. I'm like I'm gonna just go hurl myself in the sea at this point, or like hurl my climb up these rocks and throw myself off. <laughs> yeah, but like, oh no, like you know. So they they are all apparently like biologists and scientists and figure this out in <laughs> in record time. Which I'm like M Night Shyamalan, you have. Millions and millions and millions of dollars. I think you could have afforded to stretch this out just a little bit to make it a little bit more believable. Believable, yeah. yeah. In an unbelievable situation, you could have made it a little bit more believable, right? Uh, but they figure it out. Yeah. So now, now it's a matter of trying to get the hell off the beach, right? The kids are eating a ton of food, like all the food, and Jaron deduces that it's because, like, you know, like they have more cells at a younger age than we do in our older age. So they need to like feed those cells. Like, well, yeah, because they're growing. So they need to eat. Yeah. So that's why they keep like and stuff in their faces because they're growing rapidly. Yeah. And like there's Whereas that, adults, not so much, you know. Yeah. Like adults. I mean, you know, like I, I eat all the time. My, my cells, my cells need constant food. Um, <laughs> um, so, you know, Maddox Maddox is basically like with the adults at this point and she's talking to mid-sized sedan who admits that he has um hemophilia. That's why he keeps getting the nosebleeds. And that his companion that he was there with 
um, also had some kind. I think she had MS. Like she had the yeah, beginnings had MS. of MS. Yeah, he's explaining that because he's got like a blood disorder. Yeah. And she has she had MS and they literally met on like some medical yeah. forum type of thing. So when he mentions this, Prisca realizes like, okay, how did we all get here? How did we all find this place? And she right. says, I was at the pharmacy picking up something for my stomach tumor and there was a survey at the bottom and I took the survey and I won this getaway and they all kind of realized like oh shit that happened to all of us like we all got like we were all treating our like medical conditions when we won a trip here yep Uh uh-oh Trent Trent keeps seeing somebody on top of the rocks monitoring them, but no one's mm. paying attention to that. No one wants to hear what Nobody's he has to say. listening to him at all. <laughs> he's he's aging he's growing like a weed. Him and Kara, who is Charles Kara. and Crystal's daughter. Yep. Um, they go off to eat all the food together mm-hmm. and you know, they're growing at a rapid rate. And <sighs> you know, their bodies are growing. Yeah. Um. So, like, even though they show up on the island and they're six within, like, what is alleged to be, like, an hour, two hours, they are now suddenly, like, in their teens. Um. So they do what any, like, teenagers in this situation would do and not panic. They, they bump uglies. <laughs> they bump uglies because hormones are raging at a... Like, yeah. And I'm not even saying, like, hormones are raging at a rapid rate. Like, it's legit, like, a rapid rate. Like, they are aging Yeah, like, no, absolutely. Fast. Um. One thing I did find interesting and kind of liked about it is that these kids are aging rapidly, but their minds are not. Like, they're still talking with a very juvenile yes. dialect and vernacular. Yes. You know. Which made that whole thing really weird. It was weird, but every other part of them is is aging. Yeah. So they still have hormones and stuff but like they're that, like but mentally... they're main. But mentally, they're still like 6 and 11. Which makes it worse to me. Yeah, it is worse. M. Night Shyamalan belongs on a list. <laughs> Put him on that Fed list I was talking about in the last episode. Right? The feds need to keep an eye on him. That's some, there's something really wrong there. Um, so, you know, they, they bump uglies. And because they have the mental capacity of, like, six-year-olds, because they arrived on the beach at six years old, right. and now they're physically, like, 14, 15, and their hormones are raging, they don't understand, like, pregnancy. Or, right. Like, none of that stuff happened like, because, yeah. because they're, <laughs> they're men- six. <laughs> Yeah, it it sounds like oh my god, are we. It sounds messed up, right? Like the more I'm thinking about it, the more my skin is crawling. <laughs> like my skin is crawling right. right now. Yeah. Um, so everyone is aging at this rapid rate. People's health issues are becoming more and more prominent. Yeah. Um, Charles, there is something very wrong with Charles. Like he started off just being like your normal run of the mill racist. Now, <laughs> now he's like he keeps talking about movies. Mm. Um, he kills mid-sized sedan. He stabs him to death because... Yeah, because he thinks that he was going to steal stuff out of his home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, if that ain't racial profiling, what the hell is? But it becomes <laughs> That's very... It becomes, That's a messed yeah. up... <laughs> and the more that Charles keeps talking, like, he goes off the rails talking about, like, movies and stuff, and he becomes less and less useful to the group because he was a doctor starting off, and now he's just, like, unhinged. He's just insane. He I mean, has, initially, I thought he would, I thought it was dementia, but I don't think it's I think, dementia I think at this he, point. I think he's a schizophrenic. I think, I think it's schizophrenic. Uh, yeah, I think he has a, yeah, I think he's schizophrenic. So it's becoming more and more obvious. Yeah. Um, Crystal is starting to look bad. Haggard. Like, she's starting to look Like, really she's getting bad. a hump. She's getting a hump. You know, so she kind of just, you know, crawls away into a cave because <laughs> she doesn't want anybody to see her. Yeah. Because, you know, 
she hasn't had any calcium. Yeah. And she's got no calcium anyway. Yeah. So you kind of just, she kind of disappears for a little while. Yeah. Well, she she is around, prior to getting the hump, she is around for when Kara and Trent reappear. Yeah. And Kara's now pregnant. Like, like all the way pregnant. Super, like third trimester pregnant. Yeah. And like they had just like bumped uglies maybe 20 minutes earlier. Yep. And now she's like full blown pregnant. She's cramming that macaroni in her face, which was so gross. It was pretty nasty. <laughs> it was so gross. She's eating like the macaroni that they got, that they left for him. And yeah. Like, just shoving it in her face. Um, and uh, Jaren deduces because, again, these people have like this insane power of deduction. Like they just seem to know everything that's going on without. They figure it out real quick. They figure it out real quick. Um, he realizes like with the speed in which they're aging and in which she got pregnant, she's ready to give birth within like the next 10 minutes. Like it's going to happen. So, yeah, sure enough, like they just. That's like, what happened. They get ready for it. Um, and they, and Charles is useless. He's, he's killed a man. He's like having like, he's like full blown schizophrenic at this point. They take the knife away from him. They're trying yeah, to keep an eye on he's him. He's going crazy. Yeah. They're trying to keep an eye on him. Keep an eye on Kara. Who's like now giving birth, um, while everyone else is like aging, like they're, they're getting wrinkles. They're getting sicker. They're getting older. Kara gives birth to the, oh, the dog dies. That, that was mm. the dog dies at one point. Yeah. Which. They, I'm glad they didn't show it because I would. Yeah, yeah, that's. Yeah, I don't think I one thing you don't that, do because the dog was super cute. But the yeah. you know the dogs age rapidly anyway, so the dog well, was right. pretty quick to go. All right. Um, um. So this baby. Yes. Doesn't survive because yeah. there's no way that the baby cells could keep up with what's happening on the beach. Right. So that's gone, and this actually made me laugh. So there, everyone's freaking out because now this girl's giving birth, or Gay just gave birth, and now we have a baby, and uh, Patricia is holding the baby and she's freaking out. She's like crying because now this baby is like dead. Yeah. And she's just holding it and she's like, guys, because she's a therapist, you know? Yeah. She's like, we should really sit down and talk about this. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, like solutions. Yeah. Yeah. solutions to the problem. She's like, I think we're, we're just going like, to talk about everything. Yeah, yeah we're just going right to talk like, it she's, through. She's I, going I bonkers. Her. I loved her. I know. Um, Me too. So it's like at this point, like, and, and Kara is beside herself because yeah. she had a baby and now the baby's dead. Right. And um, Trent is like, and, and Trent who, you know, earlier when he's talking about like, we'll be neighbors and we'll have mortgages while she's giving birth. He's like, I'm going to marry her. Like, he's like, super cute. Well, um, yeah, because he's still six. Yeah. He's like, that's what you're supposed to do. And it's like, it's like, and like, that's what I mean. It's like, you have these actors in this movie who are just like, the material that they're given is garbage, but they're really like, so like, they're this, trying this like, actor. Even this kid, like he was actually, I think that character, uh, that actor was also an hereditary, I think. Yeah. And I like the baby's born and you can hear the baby crying. Right. Yeah. Which is, you know, that's the sign or a good sign. And he, he, like he's walking over with his mom, Prisca, and he's like, the baby's crying, mom. That means it's like breathing. That's good. You taught me that. mom. <laughs> and he's like 16. Yeah. <laughs> But like it's so it's like a it's a teenage actor who's like who's playing like a six year old mentally. Yeah, and it's like it's actually kind of amazing to yeah. see him do it when yeah. and like when the baby dies and he flips out and and Kara flips out, um, and Charles is just off being useless. So they're they're like, all right, we gotta get the hell off this beach. Like we we gotta go. Yeah, and they're look they're th- uh, trying to figure out every which possible way. Like one way, well, one of the first ones. Was to have somebody swim. Yeah. Try to swim. You know. So. 
Jaren. Jaren tries to swim. He's like, he's like I was like, I was a, I was on the swim team in college or whatever, you know. Yeah. He's like, I'll definitely make it. So he, so he goes. We don't see him for a little bit after that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, he goes, he takes off, which, you know, to get help. Yeah. While he's gone, Maddox, and it is it is one of the few lines in the movie that I thought was actually good, is Maddox confronts Prisca about the divorce that they were going to, mm. that her and Guy were going to have, because she's older now. Yeah, she's, she, she's well, like, she's, she's actually 11. Yeah. And she, I mean, she's obviously like 18. And yeah, like she's aging. At this point, she's but 18 physically, but mentally, mentally, she's 11. 11. Yeah. And she's realized like what's what's been happening with her parents. So she confronts her mother about it. And her mother admits, like, yes, we were going to get a divorce. We wanted to take you guys on one more trip and have like one more good holiday together as a family. Yeah. She confesses that like she was seeing somebody else. And yes. Maddox isn't like she's infuriated by this. So she goes off to like just be by herself. And Prisca's, like, begging her not to, like, leave because everyone needs to stay together. And she's right. like, I just need time, Mom. And Prisca's like, we don't have we that. We don't have Which that. I thought was actually, like, a cool. That's a good line. I'm like, that's a good line. Yeah. So Maddox goes into the water, like, to just kind of, like, be in the ocean, get Chill a good cry out. And Jaren's corpse floats into her. A lot of, yeah. lot of floating corpses in this Lots movie. Lots of floating corpses. Jaren's floating corpse bumps into her. He did not make it. Um, nope. So. But they're like, oh, you know, what if he could have. You know, got exhausted and passed out while he was swimming, which, you know, you drown. And, yeah. you know, they're coming up with all these excuses as to what it could possibly be, which it could have possibly have been any of those. Yeah. Because he didn't obviously die from aging. The thing is, they cannot get off this beach. But that's the thing. Something is keeping them there. Yeah. And Patricia, like swim. <laughs> Patricia, of course, is devastated, but she also decides like, well, we could like make like a raft and that way if we pass out. <laughs> she has the fuck, the, she has the noodles. She has the pool noodles. I'm like, where did those come yeah, from? Yeah, where the hell did and those come from? And she's just like, I have to get off here. I have a sister. She's older. Well, I guess now I'm older. <laughs> she's <laughs> so like, but funny. I got to see her. Yeah. <laughs> so she's just like tapped at yeah, this point. Yeah, so she's like losing her shit and she's like trying to come up with like a system to like get them safely off this island You're using right. the floaties. Um, there's like shit all over the beach too. There's like rusty spoons, rusty knives from like previous dolls, dolls like things from people who have been there before. Um, so like Trent and Maddox are like, you know, kind of combing through this stuff throughout the movie. Um, Kara decides that she's going to try another way to get off the island and she's going to climb, climb the up rocks. the rocks. Yeah. Which are pretty vertical. Yes. Like, there, like there's... I couldn't imagine anybody actually doing that, especially without climbing equipment. Yeah. I'm sure you could with climbing equipment, but... Um, so she starts climbing. Yeah. How far would you say she got up that cliff? She got up pretty far. Yeah. For, for someone who was barefoot. Yeah. Like, and damn. That's a, they're also... All they're in is, like, bathing suits and nothing else. So she's climbing up this wall that's pretty vertical. Um, and of course, you know, the rest of them are all like, oh, no, you know, come back. Don't do that. Because what if you do fall? Yeah. You know. And because because like, and then, you know, I think it was guys like she actually might make it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like she gets moment, up there pretty high. Yeah. There's this like, moment of hope. Can, yeah. Like if she can make it to that ledge, she could probably make it. Yeah. But she, she gets disoriented. Does, she doesn't. Yeah. She she gets disoriented and she flies off that cliff. And that's the end of Kara. Um yeah. And 
Now, Crystal at this point has her hump. She's like, and and she's very like it's been made clear in the movie like she's very like into herself like she's doing a lot of selfies there and like you know she's yeah. tell, she's telling Kara when Kara was still like young don't don't slouch you'll get a hump and guys don't like that right um and she's very vain so like because yeah. she's like aging like badly and her her calcium deficiency is like making her bones look like shit she like she goes into like hiding like that's what she yeah like, that's when she and... wanders off into like another cave yeah. like obviously not the cave that disorient they... yeah she's in another cave um, because she doesn't want anybody to see her yeah prisca's hearing is starting to go mm, guy's vision, vision is, is starting, starting to, to go. go patricia ends up having like she a has major a f- seizure yeah and it was yeah that actually is what takes her it's a fatal it's a fatal it's a fatal seizure, seizure. she dies from that one yeah um and that was the first one she had the entire time on the beach yeah like she's been there this whole time and it isn't until like later on she she just has like this this horrible seizure and, and she dies yeah. um so now we are down to maddox trent crystal guy who's in prisca, a cave crystal. charles who's nuts mm-hmm. um guy and prisca mm-hmm. um and this is like the end of their full day at this beach the sun is going down yep it's now getting it's dark, like dark which um that scene where because everything like prisca's hearing is starting to go so yeah. like and and everyone's like getting gray and like getting wrinkles and like you know it's just the it, that's the one thing about this movie that actually like in in the context actually kind of was scary to me because M. Night Shyamalan does know like a few scary like things that'll like genuinely scare you um is like no one no one wants to age we all do it god willing we all do it we're lucky (laughs) we're lucky enough to age but just like the idea of like all of these things happening all at once like your hearing going your vision going like if you have like you, if you have some kind of like underlying medical condition, the older you get, the more it comes out, like like right. s- schizophrenia or like the calcium deficiency. Right. The fact tumors. that it's happening, yeah, tumors. <laughs> like the fact that it's happening so rapidly, as opposed to like having like a gradually f- a f- over the course, yeah, of 50 like having like li- being able to live like a full and healthy life before all this shit starts happening. Right. The fact that it's happening so quickly actually like was bone chilling. I was like, ooh, this is like it's, really it's unsettling. It's un- yeah, it's I wouldn't really say like unsettling. scary. Yes, unsettling. It was really unsettling. Like just the concept of time and how time works yeah when that's taken away like it's just like that was my takeaway from this movie is like i was like oh my god like aging sucks aging (laughs) aging blows like i've got grays and i cover them up as much as i can but like i am loaded with grays aging (laughs) aging blows but like the fact that like it's happening so fast in this movie was really unsettling to me which i thought yeah because that's something that you cannot avoid you can't avoid it yeah unless you throw yourself into the sea which you know (laughs) i I plan on doing after we finish wrapping this up i'm just gonna go throw myself in the sea rock and roll um (laughs) So it's nighttime now, and Charles, who we we believe is a schizophrenic, yeah. gets a hold of the knife that he had used earlier in the movie to kill mid-sized sedan. Yeah, and he attacks, he attacks uh, Guy. Guy. He yeah. attacks Guy. Every and it's cool because every time he like slashes him, it heals. It like, heals immediately. immediately. It heals immediately because <laughs> yeah. everyone's aging so like everything's aging so rapidly that yeah. like the cuts heal immediately. Yeah, and uh, Prisca tells the kids to go and run and hide. Because, like, shit's going down. Yeah. They go and hide in a cave. And she goes and finds, um, because she had seen them playing with, like, the rusty knives and spoons from previous visitors at the beach. She finds, like, a rusty knife. And 
when I say that, you know, like the dialogue of like Maddox saying like, mom, I just need some time. And she says like, we don't have that. Right. That was great dialogue. But then you get the dialogue of like, let me explain why this is happening. Uh, she comes back. She comes back with a rusty knife and she slashes Guy. I'm, not, I'm sorry, not Guy. Charles. Charles. Charles I'm sorry. Yeah. She slashes Charles, not Guy. Um, Guy is her husband. She slashes Charles, who's attacking her husband, and holds up the knife and it's clearly rusty. Now, we're not stupid. We're not morons. We know that, like, if you get cut on something that's rusty, you need to, like, you can get tetanus. You need to get that shit treated. She cuts him. And because everything's happening so quickly, he immediately starts getting a blood infection. Like, you see it going up his arm. Yeah. And she says, she says, it's rust. If it gets into your blood, it's like poison. It's like, thank you, Captain Obvious. (laughs) Like we didn't thank you. I didn't I didn't realize what was happening. That's You're, one thing. That's some that's one bit of like the dialogue that happens in all of his movies that drives me crazy. And like yeah, it's it's just like she's holding up the rusty knife. She's cut him. We can see the infection spreading up his arm. I don't need you to explain it to me. Like I don't like I get it. I yeah. get it. Like we all had our tetanus shots. Like we get it. Like there's a reason <laughs> yeah. that we have to get those shots. Like I understand. Yeah. And other than like the dialogue, the other thing about this movie too that drove me nuts, and I don't know if you picked up on it, the volume cut out at weird parts. Mm. Like, did you notice like when when they were having conversations, like sometimes it would be like super fucking loud, yeah. and then other times it was like, what did they say? And yeah. there was really no explanation for it. Like the yeah, like that's just the sound engineer not doing a good job. The the sound was <laughs> the sound was really bad in this movie, um, and also like the the way that it was edited, like when when Trent is talking to Guy, it's like cutting back and forth like rapidly between them, and I'm just I somebody had pointed out like in the movie Bohemian Rhapsody, like I think it had got nominated for like a best editing Oscar, and somebody just took a random scene, they're like this this got this got nominated, and it's just so much like this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, yeah. whoever whoever's speaking, like let's cut to them, and yeah. it's so like rapid fire, and like it's weird like zooming in and out on people's faces during conversations, yeah, and it's like I don't like you can go from having like such a cool shot where it's like spinning around slowly and the tumor's growing, and it's like oh shit, oh I I I saw that, oh my god, it's and then have it like bam 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 back and forth like in rapid fire where I'm getting motion sickness watching it, like how just pick. Pick a course and stay on it. M. Yeah. Night Shyamalan. Just like, and I hold him responsible. This is his movie. Like, mm-hmm. what the hell? But I'm sorry. That's so off the track. <laughs> like, the, the dialogue. Oh, you're fine. I could go off on a tangent about every single one of his damn movies. But the friggin' dialogue. So so she cuts him and Charles Charles ends up like dying from tetanus or, or whatever. He yeah, gets, he, he gets dies poisoning. right quick. He gets blood poisoning. He dies very quickly and it's horrific. Um, yeah. Crystal is in the cave where Trent and and Maddox are. Yeah. And she is. Trent lights a match because it's dark as shit in there. Right. And they hear her moving around and yeah. Krista's like all fucked up. Like her bones are just like rupturing. Like yeah, they're like sticking out. Yeah, she was out. holding up like she was good. She, well, actually I think she was yelling at them to like stop looking at her and or like just get away. Yeah, like turn and, the like, light out because she feels ugly because yeah. she's like all deformed. And- right. So she like lifts up a rock to basically throw it and her arm breaks. Yeah. While, while she's, she's holding this rock and awesome. it breaks onto like her like so that was her forearm and then like like next to her shoulder just snaps in half. Yeah. This rock falls on it. Yeah. And, and she- everything she touches now breaks yeah well, she's, she, like, it's like she'll she's be, made like, out crawling. of like fiberglass like yeah, yeah. well not fi- <laughs> i wouldn't say fiberglass but made out of just like sugar glass or something yeah she's just snapping and 
again, <laughs> time is moving so quickly. These bones are healing. In weird. In super weird ways. Because... So like they're breaking and then healing. So she's like twisting. Yes. She looks like something from The Exorcist. Yes. Um. So she's like twisting up and then she just dies. And it's. Yeah. And the first thing that I paused the movie at that point because it was a lot. It was a lot to take in. But I got up and I went and I had a glass of milk. <laughs> I was like, right? I was like, I'm gonna drink so much milk. Like, I don't even care if I'm lactose intolerant at my age. Like, I'm drinking a gallon of milk after this. I need my calcium. Yeah. So I went. I got a glass of milk. Did it make me sick? We don't have to talk about that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I went. And I drank a glass of milk. Um. So now we are down to Prisca, Guy, Maddox, and Trent. Yep. And they all sit together on the beach. Um, Prisca and Guy. Again, with like decent dialogue, like a good scene. They make amends with each other. He's like, he's starting to get like dementia. Like he can't even, he's like, were we fighting? And she's yeah. like, yeah. He's like, all right, well, I'm not mad at you anymore. Like it's super sweet. It's like, oh, they're like yeah, a, a like, loving little old couple. Like it's cute. Yeah. And then, and then Guy dies. Yeah. And we get one more of those like loop around shots where, um, you know, Prisca gets up and like, she, cause she's devastated. He's dead. And the kids are trying to like revive him. And she kind of like walks towards the ocean. And as it loops around, she's like, uh, and she has like a heart attack or something. Her heart just gives out and she dies. Yeah. So now it's just the kids. Yep. And this is happening so quickly. And the pacing is so weird um, <laughs> that they, they fall asleep and they're like in their, like, I would say maybe like they're supposed to be like in their twenties, maybe like late teens, early twenties, maybe twenties. Yeah, 20s, but they 30s. wake up in middle age. They wake up in their middle age. It's, it's two completely different actors now. Yep. And they're, they're kind of figuring out like, okay, we got maybe like 13 hours tops before we die. Before they're done. They're still being monitored by whoever's yep, on the top of the. and they still seeing like someone's got it up on the top of the cliff with a camera. Keeping an eye on them. Yeah. And Trent decides like, they're like, you know, they're looking towards like there's no way off there's no way off the beach yeah they decide they're gonna like build a sandcastle or whatever and they're talking about like what they had done the day before before they got to this beach and he was talking about like decoding messages with his little friend there with the lip yeah because he had like this whole like alphabet yeah like it's like the zodiac letters (laughs) he had like a whole zodiac letter yeah Yeah. you know how like kids make like secret messages yeah and you know they're like oh well let me play with this and i'm gonna decode what this message is yeah he's like i might as well just finish what i started whatever Mm -hmm. and he decodes it he's like you know every symbol means a letter and and she's like well what did he write to you before we got here and it says my uncle doesn't like the coral and there's a Mm -hmm. coral reef not that far off of the beach and they Mm -hmm. realize like oh he was trying to tell us where to go Yep. Which drove me fucking bananas. <laughs> drove me fucking bananas. Because that kid, at any point, at any point that he was playing with Trent the day before, or like when they first met, could have been like, listen, if my uncle comes up to you and says like, do you want to go to the secluded beach? Say no. Say, don't go to that beach. Bad things will happen if you go to that beach. No, he writes a Zodiac letter, hands it to him. Right? And it's like, deuces, deuces, deuces good luck to you. <laughs> Like, could have saved a lot of people. So, fuck that kid. Like, yeah. That kid deserves to get punted up. like a football. I mean, in the end, you know, it did help. But this whole mess could have been avoided. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, I, if, my, if I lived with my uncle on a beautiful resort and, my, and I knew what my uncle was doing, maybe not the specifics, but I knew that, like, my uncle was taking people that were sick or were, you know, had some kind of underlying medical condition or not even if he's taking people to this and they're not beach and they're back. not coming back then yeah you just you know you just go up and you say like hey listen like you're my friend 
I really like you. If my uncle approaches you and says like, hey, do you want to go to this beach? Say no. Just go parasailing somewhere else. You don't need to go to this stupid beach. Like, forget it. Bad things are going to happen to you. Um, but he doesn't do that. He writes a Zodiac letter and they decode it and they realize like, oh, we can get off the beach by going through the coral. Yeah, like there's a pathway through the coral that they would have to swim through. Yes. So they decide fuck it let's just go for it like what else like, what, what, we, else, what, do, what got, do you have to lose what do we gotta lose we're just gonna yeah. die in a few hours anyway might as well just fucking go out trying so they jump into the water and they're swimming through the coral and they're doing pretty good like you know for middle-aged people who you know were six the day before they figured <laughs> out like breathing and everything remarkably yeah. quick. and this is why it is a very important to make sure that your children know how to swim parents yeah <laughs> I, oh my god! I watched this TikTok the other day. Oh I'm, I'm not on TikTok, but every once in a while, like I'll get sent a TikTok, and it's some guy who like his his kid had been in like a swim a swim uh, like training class, like swimming class. Yeah, and he, I mean, the kid's like two, not even. That's and the guy early. the guy is like on TikTok and he's like, watch how good my, my kick is. And he like picks the kid up by the leg and like flips him like a ninja star into the water. The kid goes like, he does like four flips in the air and lands. But he's fine. Like he lands in the water and he like pushes himself up and he like does this. But That's like just fun. the way the guy threw him, like he just fucking <laughs> hucked him. Like it was crazy. I'm like, if he overshot that, that kid would have hit the edge of the pool and that would have been the end of the kid. But like, I mean, like the kid did like four flips in the air. I'll have to send it to you. It's amazing. Yes, please do that. Post it on our Instagram so everybody else can watch it. <laughs> Um, it's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Um, so they're they're swimming through the the reef, and Maddox's like cover up gets caught on the coral. Yeah, her uh, not cardigan, but yeah, like some shirt. She's got like a some like lacy beach shirt. Yeah, like one of those things that you tie over your swimsuit. Yeah. It gets it gets caught in the Swim. coral. And I'm like, bitch, just take it off. Like, it's... Right? Just take the stupid like, thing off. Like, it's stuck. Literally take it off. Literally just take it off. <laughs> that like, is that is not doing anything for you. You're you should have taken it off before. Yeah, you're drowning. Now is not the time to be modest. Take the stupid <laughs> thing off. Um, so Trent goes back to save her and... They don't resurface. Yeah, we don't see them resurface. We, we assume that, resurface. you know, they probably drowned. And the person who has been watching them from the top of the cliffs this entire time is M. Night Shyamalan, <sighs> because of course it is. He's watching He's watching his own destruction, his own <laughs> terrible movie, and being like, okay. Answer for your crimes. Answer for your crimes, M. Night Shyamalan. And he basically phones it in on, like, this walkie-talkie that, like, all the te- all the test subjects are dead. And the person on the other end, who I believe is the uncle, it sounds like the uncle. I think it is was. Is saying, like, him. are you sure? Because, like, we can't have an incident like the last time. Right. And he's like. like well, somebody almost got off, Yeah. And he's like, well, that person drowned anyway. So, like, he's like, it's been, like, a minute and a half. They haven't resurfaced. Like, we're good. I'm going to pack it up and we'll, you know, this this test is over. Like, this test is over. Test run 23 or whatever. Trial 73. Trial 73 included. is over. And he comes back, and this resort is actually a big pharmaceutical company, which does support my theory that Big Pharma has and will always be the enemy. Don't trust Big Pharma. They're, they're the worst. They, they are enemy number one. They're, they're keeping us all sick because that's how they make their money. So And getting people addicted to drugs. I'm going to get this episode flagged but so quick. <laughs> For, like, misinformation. Um, so it's this resort is like a front for a pharmaceutical company. Yep. Warren um, and Warren, I actually, it's called. Yes. And what they do is they, it do, it never explains 
why this beach does what it does. Like, this is not something that they invented. Like, the beach this naturally just ages just people. naturally does it, And yeah. we never really touched on that, which drove me nuts. Because it's like, mm. okay, one, how did you find this beach? Mm. Two, how did how you... How did you notice that how did without you notice... aging and dying yourselves? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of loopholes in this, like, kind of... And it, again, it's the M. Night Shyamalan twist where sometimes it's great... You know, Bruce Willis. But most of the Bruce time. Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. Oh, shit. Most of the time, though, it's fucking garbage. And this is one of the situations that it's garbage. <laughs> the alien's weaknesses is water. Oh, my God. Let me go to a planet where 80% of it is water. Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix is so great. Yeah. In that movie, great. though. I'm not a fan of that movie. Like, I know a lot of people who do like it, but I... I actually... I The the twist was stupid as shit, but I genuinely <laughs> love... I mean, I feel like every M. Night Shyamalan movie, there are parts that I genuinely love. Mm-hmm. Like... The village. There are parts in the village that, like, I yeah, love. Yeah, I mean, I did not hate the village. I thought it was clever. Yeah, it's it, like that was a cool twist. It was like yeah. it was it. Um, but signs, like, and I'm not saying this because I think Mel Gibson is a good guy. Like, Mel Gibson is a piece of shit. Mel Gibson <laughs> is Mel Gibson is a person. horrible person. But Mel Gibson at the time was also a fantastic actor. Mm. Like, I, I can't recall a bad Bel- uh, Mel Gibson movie. Like There are none. There are no bad Mel Gibson movies. Yeah. But that scene at the dining room table where, like, because they think it's going to be the end of the world, so they all make, like, what they want to eat for their last meal, essentially. And the kids are so stressed out that they can't eat. So Mel Gibson's like, well, I'll just try one of everything. And he's, like, going around the table and, like, yelling at the kids. And, and Abigail Breslin, who's, like, a baby in that oh, movie, Abigail starts Breslin. that... that that horrible little like cry that she does where she's just heartbroken and the little Culkin brother whatever his name is um who's like our age now but at the time he's little he's you know he's crying and Mel Gibson just breaks down into tears because he's actually afraid and finally owns up to the fact that he's afraid Mm. and they all kind of have like that little embrace yeah together and then all of a sudden the baby monitor starts making like the crackling noise that that is one of I I will M. Night Shyamalan I'll stand by that is one of the coolest fucking scenes in the movie ever I love that scene great scene it's pretty iconic. Yeah. I liked I like signs, but Mel Gibson's garbage. Mm-hmm. If they remade signs, I would want Mel Gibson's like put is Daniel Day Lewis out of retirement yet? Bring him in. We'll just have him do it. <laughs> bring Meryl Streep in. Him. We'll bring Meryl Streep in. Um all these people we talked about early on. We'll just bring him in. Um but so it's it's a pharmaceutical company, and what they're doing is they are bringing people onto this beach that have they're they're basically uh seeking out people who have under underlying medical conditions yeah they're giving them experimental drugs that yes. this company has and invented. they sp- and the drinks and that the they drinks that they make that they gave them at the very beginning when they first met get with them um and gave them like the complimentary yes. drinks or whatever are being spiked with these drugs right. specific drugs to test and for what these people have right and because because the beach rapidly ages these people they're able to monitor how these drugs affect people in like a lifetime span like are there long term side effects are there lo- like h- how does it work in the long term so they have like their moment of silence for the people who have died but they also they also consider it a success because, like, Patricia did not have a seizure. That is right. For a really long time up until, right? like... Like, they can test the lifetime of these drugs within a day. Exactly. So it's, it's like, in a way, it's, like... And to me, that was, like, wow, that's a really cool concept. Like, that's that's an interesting twist. But can we talk about the beach? How did you find the beach? Like, that part drove me fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, so... 
you know, and, and they're getting ready to do another test run. And they're yes. and they're basically saying like and one of the guys who's like one of the head researchers or one of the main researchers is saying like if we do another test run, I think we should separate people who have physical ailments from mental ailments because the because the guy they who had sacrificed the the um hema, hemophiliac. Uh, is uh, it hemophilia? A big uh mid sized sedan had hemophilia. Yeah. Okay. And well, I guy, know he did. I'm just wondering if that's the right term. Yeah, it's it's like a blood clotting disorder. I think. Right. That's what it's. That's the one. But yeah, he, but it's but that was sacrificed because Charles killed him. Yeah, Charles. So they couldn't get schizophrenia. An actual, so they're like, we really need to separate the mental patients from the from the physical from ailments, the physical so that ailments. we can get a better idea of how it's going to affect different people. Exactly. And the guy's like, no, we'll just do it as normal. Like whatever. Right. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Um. So they're bringing in like another group now. At the beginning of the movie, when Trent was little and he's going around saying, like, you know, what do you do? What's your yeah, occupation? Yeah, like, what's your name? What's your he occupation? Meets, he meets a guy on the beach who tells him it's kind of, you know, it's like a, a blink and you'll miss it kind of thing. But he tells he tells Trent, like, oh, I'm a police officer. Yeah. So Mitchell, I think his name yeah. is. Yeah. And so Mitchell is at this resort and he's just sitting by the pool. And um, someone approaches him and says, you're a police officer, right? Mm-hmm. And when he's like, well, yeah. The person hands him a notebook. Yep. And the notebook was something that was found on the beach by Trent earlier on that had a list of like all the names of people that had gone missing on the beach. I don't yeah, know. like somebody journaled it or yeah. something and was hucked you know, it on the fucking yeah, hucked it on the beach. And um, like that group of people figured out they were aging rapidly too, so they knew what was going on. Yeah. So he gives it to this cop, I, Mitchell, I, I'm assuming. and uh, Greg Mitchell. Greg and, Mitchell. And Mitchell realizes, like, oh, shit. So he, like, phones it in. Yeah. He's like, we got a problem here. Um, as these people are as these people are getting off the shuttle and they're greeted the exact same way that Prisca guy, Trent and Maddox were when they first got there, the waitress is coming over with the cocktails. Yep. And they get knocked out of her hand. Yep. And it's Trent and Maddox. Yep. And they've made it out of the coral reef. We kind of do a backtrack of how they got out. She got unsnagged. They were able to get some air and just swam their way to a beach where they didn't get disoriented. They were off the beach. They yeah, were they were off the bad the beach. <laughs> and they go back to this resort. And the feds are closing it at this point now because they realize, like, whoa, all these people that have gone missing in this past amount of time have gone missing here. Yeah. Figure, like, send them in. Close this place down. Yeah. So the feds show up. And Trent's little buddy who gives him the Zodiac letter is, like, hanging out and sees all this going down and approaches Trent and, like, realizes, like, oh, this is the, this is my friend from yesterday who's now, like, super old. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. So it's <laughs> – and, like, that's it. That's, like – Yeah. Movie. I mean, they're, like, being taken in a helicopter somewhere and I guess their aunt is going to pick them up from the airport. I don't know. It's yeah. a bunch of that stupid crap. And that's pretty much the end of that movie. Yeah. And, like, there's no talk. Which like, you didn't need that scene at all. Yeah. <laughs> Probably uh, cost like, the most out of anything. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, they're going to go live with their aunt. He does have that line where he's like, well, how would you feel if a six-year-old, uh, if a 50-year-old man showed up on your door saying he's your six-year-old nephew? Yeah. And I was like, can we make a movie about that? I kind of want to see how that's going to go. Like, let's get a sequel and see how, how life with the aunt is going now that they're middle-aged. Um, yeah. No talk about, like, nuking that beach. Put a nuke the shit out of that thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only thing that happens with uh, the pharmaceutical company there is that they like, oh, nature gave us this beach to basically do this. Like, mm, like, don't get me wrong, that's a novel idea, 
but how ethical is it? Right. <laughs> like Big Pharma can just do whatever they want. <laughs> but I feel like that's a lot. Like that's that's a it lot. It is. It's insane. Um, and that's I mean that's old. That's old. And I felt old after watching it. I felt like I had aged twenty years after just sitting through it. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do we have for a body count on this one? Well, everybody. Every, well, well all had, the main people except for the kids. So I had 10 and then 11 with the dog. Um, I counted 11 with the baby. Oh, I forgot. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, all right. I miss. All right. We're, we gotta, We have to like reconvene before we do all these to figure out our body counts. Cause I know. I feel like we're not watching the same movie. We're not movie. watching the same movie. Come on. I, well, we, we don't have to do all that right. right now. But well. um. Anything, anything like interesting, like tidbits that you want to talk about with the production or anything about this one before I get into how much I hate M. Night Shyamalan again, <laughs> although I've been like shitting on him this entire episode. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of, well, the project itself was announced in 2019. Um, it, it filmed for three months in the Dominican Republic. That's where that is. Oh. Um, I want to go, but like I'd be afraid. To <laughs> right. <laughs> I know a lot of people that's gone to the Dominican Republic and they've been fine. Did they come back like 50 years older? Uh, me, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, premiered at Jazz and Lincoln Center in NYC, July 19, 2021, theatrically released on July 23rd, which was cool. Um, was a success. It grossed 90 million on a budget of 18. That's, that's a good turn which is pretty good yeah i mean you could tell that he made that movie for like no money one set like a handful of people do you think it made so much money because it came out during like COVID it was a big pandemic thing yeah like people were just like i gotta get the hell out of the house i think it was like the first movie that was actually filmed during the pandemic or something to that extent or dirt yeah which like explains why yeah explains why there wasn't a whole lot of travel in that movie <laughs> right um it's streaming on hbo currently right now um I'm trying to see what else do I have on this one. Not a whole lot. Yeah. Um, it was based on a French language, a Swiss graphic novel called Sandcastle. I bet you that's. I bet you that's a fascinating read because probably most graphic novels when are pretty good. Yeah, unless it's like Frank Miller doing it. Like they're usually <laughs> they're usually pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I guess uh, Shalon got the book as a father's day or christmas president or something from his daughters Wait, isn't that what happened with lady in the water too like what, i don't actually it, know i hate lady that in the movie water, that really like pissed a, me off like well lady in the water i thought was like based off of like a, a like a story that one of his kids had like made up or something and he's like oh, i'll just turn it into a movie i got more money than anyone i'll just make a movie out of this right i, I didn't hate lady in the water i just I thought it, i thought it was advertised like terribly you know? it was advertised terribly and I then you go into it like, and you're like oh it's like a children's movie like yeah it's weird um it did like the <laughs> okay so I, I, I mean i i'm an idiot though i i remember going into pan's labyrinth thinking that it was going to be like a fun kids movie I love, I know, I love, I love Pan's Labyrinth, <laughs> but like I, I went into it not knowing anything about it and yeah. all the advertisements that I saw had it kind of like a fun, like fantasy children's movie. like fantasy movie. type of thing, yeah. And I went it in and I was like, from Jesus that. Christ. It is <laughs> far from that. <laughs> oh my God. I love that movie. That movie is crazy. It's great, but I just, uh, I was completely caught off guard. I think I screamed like five minutes <laughs> into it. I was like, oh my God. He gets rifle punched in the face. Oh, oh God. That's, yeah. that's the part. That was the part. It happened. And I was like, what am I, am I in the wrong theater? Like, <laughs> um, the response was mixed. Um, you got, viewers were either intrigued or annoyed. I would annoyed. I was annoyed. Um, and received criticism for the screenplay, dialogue, and acting. Um, 
one of the reviews from The Observer. Uh, the film's exposition was ponderous and mannered. If we can't believe the characters, how are we meant to accept the film's central premise? Yes. That was my perfectly, thing. perfectly was, stated. And I mean, like we talked about that, like where they figure things out in record time. It's like no, no mm, logical, no logical, I, no logical person is going to realize, like, oh, we're aging this amount of time, and like every every thirty minutes, we're aging a year. Like no one's going to pin it down to specifics. You are going to be losing your fucking shit because like your two kids are now teenagers, and people are dying around you at a rapid rate. Dear, you are not going to figure it out. I'm sorry. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care what kind of doctorate you have. Right. You are not going to figure that shit out. Yeah. But they're all standing there like, oh, okay, this is what's happening. It's like, I don't need it dumbed down. Like, you can just have them panicking and trying to find a way off that beach and I'll be ju- I'll be just fine. I don't need them figuring out the specifics of it. The mystery is what makes it so interesting. Right. When the fact that you're breaking it down in front of me, it's just as bad as, oh, the knife is rusty. You know, <laughs> this could, it's like, no shit, no shit. It's just a bunch of people having personalities at each other. <laughs> Um, Vox said Shyamalan has not grown any more skilled at writing dialogue. Oh, God. It's so like bad. he's gotten to like his peak and cannot get past it. Yeah. Like he's never been good at it. This is why Elton John doesn't write his own lyrics. <laughs> he's not a lyricist. No. He's a musician. He can write songs or write music, but he cannot write lyrics. I feel like M. Night Shyamalan has good ideas. It's just bringing those ideas into fruition rarely works. Yeah. And I don't know if it's... Execution is Yes. And I don't know if it's like a control thing because he's like, I'm the writer, director, producer. It's like you can Everything. give up some of that... You can give up some of that control to people who can help you bring that vision into the movie and make yeah. it and make it good. Yeah. You don't have to do everything yourself. Like hand hand the reins over a little bit. Yeah. And I, I also feel bad because like the Sixth Sense was such a huge hit that like I, that's a tough act to follow. Like how do you follow that? It but is. like Signs was good and The Village was good. And I, I actually liked Unbreakable. I thought Unbreakable, Unbreakable was a great was movie. Cool, yeah. I thought Unbreakable was fantastic. And I like I was all aboard the M Night Shyamalan train. And then Me he too. just got, I think like, a lot of people were. And then all of a sudden it was just like he. Got, I, I don't want to say he got lazy, but it was just like I feel like it was a control thing. Like I'm gonna control every aspect of my movies, but then like. I have a hard time making I, I, I have a hard time like making this dialogue believable. I have a hard time like making these characters likable. I have a limited amount of time to like flesh out this story. So I'm just going to I'm going to be like, it's a rusty knife. Like, no, just have her cut him. We know what's happening. Like, you don't have to take the time to explain it. Right. Like, it's fine. Um, the Globe and Mail, which I believe is a Canadian um, thing, <laughs> said stilted dialogue that runs in circles. Dumb plot holes and a, a bizarre determination to have his actors act as unnaturally as possible. Oh, I'm just so glad. <laughs> like they're wording it in ways that like I'm trying to convey and I just can't because I'm so angry. But like yeah. that's that was uh, it's just. So... <sighs> yeah. And I guess like the novel itself. Um, it's supposed to be great. It doesn't explain anything, which would have been a more satisfying ending. Yeah. And uh, um. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just it's. I've been. It's I've extremely been, frustrating. I've been conned and tricked by M Night Shyamalan yet, yet again, again, yet again. Um, 
I, and to to my point of one of the, I mean, there are things about this movie that are good. The the mm. pan around shots I think are beautifully done, but yeah. they are swallowed up by weird audio issues and just like weird terrible dialogue, terrible dialogue, weird audio issues, and like that weird like editing where it's just like this person's talking, put the camera on them, but now this person's talking, put the camera on him, and now it's back mm. to this person. It's like I I can figure out that a conversation is happening. You don't need to show everybody's face as they're talking. Yeah. It's so much back and forth. I guess when he was asked basically like you know what's this film supposed to be like basically your underlying theme and he was basically saying something along the lines of the way that we deal with time and age and stuff like that which makes sense not once did he say anything about pharmaceuticals no and i watched this movie and that's immediately what i went to yeah pharmacy big pharma big pharma go away yeah and don't completely go away but go away yeah um you just gotta, you just gotta like get those people at the top out of there, and mm. let people who actually mm. want to help people Legit. get in there. But and and I had said it earlier, but like the the aspect of like these people are aging so rapidly that it's actually unsettling how they're all of a sudden dealing and it, things that people deal with over the span of fifty years, health issues and and natural aging process of like you know certain things start to go, your vision, your hearing, the fact that it's happening to them over the course of like. A A few hours was very unsettling. And I like that. I like that kind of like, oh, my goodness, like that, like tingle up your spine feeling. It's like, oh, this is like deeply unsettling. I like it. Like, it's an interesting premise, but it's just shot to shit because he just pulls the same crap that he does with every movie. Yeah, he can't execute something properly that's the thing it's it's a great idea poor execution yeah um what would you give this movie in terms of star rating i don't even know i'd probably say two and a half three maybe and i I feel like three is being generous three is being very generous i'm gonna give it a two i'm gonna give it a two it's you know it's just an i'm I'm gonna go watch i'm gonna go watch the village and just cleanse my (laughs) palate but um we have another way that we can cleanse our palate today and that's with the recipe oh yeah today we are baking to the b movies we after all so steph you you have gone above and beyond today for <laughs> like you you have saved this episode because i when i showed up today to record this i was angry <laughs> I, I feel like you always come over here when you're angry because we always you watch these movies i, I, I love them i i, I watched chucky the other day i come over i'm angry <laughs> i raid your kitchen mm. But today I came over and I don't have to raid your kitchen because you have prepared a feast. Yeah. Do you want to talk about what you did today? Because it's so like crazy good. So in honor of today's episode, we're at the beach, right? I'm having a clam bake. Yay, we're doing a (laughs) clam bake. Yeah. So, um, and you know, it's very New England. Yeah. Which is super fun. I, I was gonna say we're not on the Cape, we're not on we're, Nantucket. Yeah, we're not right on the coast, but it's still New England. Like Nantucket does like those crazy like there's a hotel in Cape, Nantucket yeah. that does like weekly clam bakes and they yeah. always I'm like, is this for Pinterest? Like this is so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I didn't do it the traditional way, but I will explain how the traditional way is. So, I mean basically your clam bake is a plethora of like crustaceans. Crab, yeah. lobsters, steamers, or any other type like cherry stones, cohogs. Um Little necks, <laughs> scallops, <laughs> shrimp, it's everything, all the good stuff. Love it all. Um, and ba- essentially, you just yeah, you just pretty much steam everything over coals. <laughs> yeah. Um, just but dig a hole in the ground and <laughs> you, yeah, like the way that a traditional clam bake is done, it is an all day affair. Yeah. Um, as it should be. Right. 
you like, take, you take days event. off from work for this. It's, it's At least I, t- I take, I was, I yeah, take yeah, days yeah. off from work for this. I'm right? going to take the day off from work for this. Right. Um, yeah. So it's an all day affair. Basically, you gather stones, seaweed, because generally this is done on a beach. Yes. Um, and wood, driftwood, I guess. <laughs> um, you dig a you dig a pit in the sand, line it with rocks, and you build a fire in it. Um, the fire basically burns for most of the day because what you need to do is you have to get those rocks heated. Yeah. Um, hot enough, basically. That'll boil the. Essentially, yeah. yeah. Once the rocks are hot, um, you you know throw water on it and it'll sizzle. The unit so you know it's hot enough. Um, same thing works with frying oil, by the way. Oh. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so at that point, you let the fire die down. You're not actually using the fire for anything else. Yeah. Um, so you rig the coal out of the pit. So then what you do is you take seaweed and you lay it over the rocks. And then the food is placed on top of the seaweed and then layered with another layer of seaweed. Okay. Um, and then you cover it with, you know, you cover the hole with like a burlap sack or some crap. <laughs> um, <laughs> some crap. That's, also, <laughs> that's also soaked with seawater. Um, as the seaweed heats, it releases um, like a salty steam and it cooks the food. And that's pretty much about it. Um, I've seen somewhere where people will put like eggs in. And once the eggs are cooked, that means the food's done. Oh. Or not the food's done, but I think the lobsters specifically are done. Okay. Yeah. So basically what we're doing today, I don't live on the coast. I would love to live on the coast. That would be sweet. I wish I could afford to live on the coast. Yeah. There's there's no amount of money I could ever have (laughs) that would allow me to affordably live on the coast. Um, But we're only a couple hours away. You know what you got to do is you got to marry in a big pharma. <laughs> it all comes full circle. Got to find somebody in big pharma and marry them. Oh, goodness. No, <laughs> I hate them. They make me so angry. I hate them too. But if I met someone who's like, oh, I work at big pharma. By the way, I have a house, a house on a Martha's Vineyard. I'd be like, you know what? I can sacrifice some morals. I have no moral high ground. I'll do it. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. Um, but anyways. Yeah, I'm so- kidding, by the way. It's a joke. <laughs> Um, just a joke <laughs> so ba- basically um yeah that's that's a traditional new england clam bake specific yeah. to new england i imagine you could do it elsewhere but we have a lot of clams out here um you know i was entertaining the idea of maybe like doing a clam chowder it is so hot to eat clam oh, chowder oh my god it's, um it's but scalding. clam chowder is so good like new england clam chowder yeah. um a few years back when with uh um for my wedding, you know how uh, Andy's friends from like England and Texas came they over. They were so fun. Yeah. Um. One thing it, before but this was before the wedding. This was like the week before. Um, he took them to, uh, the Soul. Um, oh. and if you're from, you know Massachusetts, the you soul know what the soul is, is. A, yeah, it's a uh, central Massachusetts. Rest, seafood restaurant. It's the soul. Fantastic. The soul is where you take someone on a first date if you really want to impress them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, I love the soul. Um, but I, as do I, single. Yeah, short out for sole proprietor. Single so called sole proprietor. Yeah, we, single single men listening to this right now. I like <laughs> the sole is available. I'm available. And <laughs> I like the sole proprietor. And yeah. I also like the chop house, which is right down oh, the, the street. Chop house is so. But anyways, moving on. <laughs> Move on. Listen, you're I'm getting, tra- you're getting I'm, sidetracked. I'm trying, I'm trying to land me a man over here. <laughs> uh, I know, right? Um, anyways, so yeah, so he actually took him to the soul, um, because one of his Texas friends never had 
New England clam chowder. Like he's had it from a can. Yeah. You know. Of course. Everyone's had it from but a can. But I think he ate like three or four bowls or something. And he told me. I don't know. But if you're ever in. <laughs> anyone listening. If you're ever in New England, make sure you get some clam chowder. Yeah. It's pretty great. Or, it's, you know, try to visit the clam bake. Go to the Cape. Um, I'm about two hours away from the Cape. So it's still, you know. Still a day drive. Well, not a day drive, but yeah. we could still make it there. And, we're we're and not near it. the ocean, but it was, you know. We're a hell of a lot closer to the ocean than a lot of people. <laughs> it's true. You know, which is um, which is nice. But yeah, Go I'm, get the nice shore dinner. I'm so excited <laughs> to dive into this. Like, I love seafood. This is like the perfect. It's my favorite. It's one of my yeah. favorite things. Like, I even entertained the idea at one point trying to convince Andy what we could raise. That's seafood. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, it would be really cool if we like built a saltwater tank and raise clams in it or shrimp. Oh, man. And then he's like, well, I don't have time for a second full-time job stuff. <laughs> because it's basically a full-time job maintaining so just, a saltwater tank. You just go down to the market basket and you just <laughs> you have the, the market basket or the uh, the price chopper. And yeah. you get yourself some clams and some oysters. So, so I will explain. I We did not dig a hole. Um, I have this rather large fire pit out in my yard. And what we did is um, we built uh, or what we're going to do is build a fire and then you let uh, let the fire die down and then we're going to be raking the coals underneath where the food is. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Well, so not in a hole and no seaweed, but you just let it cook over a bed of coals. (laughs) So that's those are those would be your hot rocks. basically. And if I was on a beach where I was aging a year every 30 minutes, I would take the time to have a clam bake because, (laughs) you know, why not? Why not? I love clams. I love all manner of seafood. <laughs> but that it's recipe, we're going to have this recipe up on our Instagram once, you know, once everything is done. You guys can try it yourselves. Let us know how it goes. Send us pictures. Tag us in any photos or anything of any oh, yeah. clam bakes Absolutely. that you do. And um, yeah, if you can have you any recommendations. Crab legs. Get my crab leg on. Oh, I'm so excited to go snap into one of those. <laughs> snap into it um, with my teeth. I'm going right? to bite into it with my teeth. All right. Um, but yeah, this this has been like such a fun episode because I'm so irate. <laughs> like I lo- I think I think we have a lot of fun the ones where I'm just like, I have had enough of this. Like I flip out. Um Right. But I'm so excited to dive into this. Um and we will be back in another couple weeks with another episode and another recipe. Um, thank you all so much for joining us today. Mm, of course, as always. again, um, subscribe, like, follow all that good stuff. We are on Instagram at baking to the B movies. Twitter is baking to B movies. Um, you can find us anywhere that you get your podcasts and we will see you all next time. Stay safe out there. Wear some SPF. Drink your water. <laughs> yeah. Stay hydrated. Yeah. And take plenty of rest breaks. If a if a person approaches you and asks you to come to a private beach, say no. Say no. Just say no. Just don't do it. Just say no to it. You know, yeah. just go deal with the crowds somewhere else at, right? a, at a more popular beach. Like, at least you won't age super quick. You know, yeah. you don't have to deal with all that nonsense and, you know, M. Night Shyamalan twists in your life. I've had enough of those. It's my last one. I'm not. You say that. You say that every time. He's going to release another movie and I'm going to dive right in. Cause I'm gonna <laughs> but right. thank you all. All right. <laughs> thank you um, all so much. Thanks my name, so much. My name's Ashley. My name is Steph. Have a great day. Bye. Have a great day. I'm working. Have a great summer. <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs>